I am unashamed. What about you? So we all been doing some traveling. Well, I guess Dad hadn't been doing any travel, but me and Jace have been doing some travel. You went to where, Indiana? Yeah, I went to Indiana. Uh, and did two different events. I mean, what happened to me is that when the coronavirus hit, there was a few events that were scheduled that got postponed to this year. That's what's happening to me, too. But I was already had my full allotment of what I wanted to do for this year. So I turned my people loose and said, hey, just let's just get it done. But I should have should have thought that through <laughs> more carefully. <laughs> Because I, I look, my life has turned into a blur. I don't know what day it is. I don't know where I'm going. And so I go. Well, that's up. not a lot different than your life before all the travel. I have to say, maybe it's, so. It's a you kind of live like dealing that. with some short term <laughs> memory issues. So I get to this church in outside of Indianapolis somewhere. Phenomenal. I mean, there was probably a thousand people. What I liked about it, it was whatever it was Thursday or Friday night. They just got together, had them a worship group there, sang three songs, and I got up there. I was like, what else are we doing tonight, you know, before I got up there? And they was like, this is it. <laughs> and a thousand people showed up. And we were kind of out. Seemed like the middle of nowhere to me. but So they had a new, what do you call it, amphitheater type thing. It, this was the first time they had used it. And it was borderline raucous. I mean that, but that was, it was, it was awesome. So the next day, one of the, the guy and his wife that their names were Jason and Sarah, they were unforgettable. They, they were a unique couple, but they loved Jesus and we really had a good time together. <laughs> but, uh, so he works wherever he works, people who build tunnels. And I guess when you think about it from an infrastructure viewpoint you need people who build tunnels yeah and they called themselves affectionately the moles <laughs> well they had they were having this get together <laughs> yeah. and it was uh i don't know kind of a swanky deal at a hotel this is the next day you know i thought it was over i was like what time are we leaving the airport and she's like oh no we we have another event i was like what <laughs> completely different because this is just a business in the world and the moles the moles yeah yeah and so Apparently the cable guy's got a bit he does about moles it's really funny yeah. his sister's covered in moles yeah I thought no i think these are yeah i realize these are different days, but tunnel i was diggers. just making an tunnel, observation. tunnel diggers of course i was trying to focus on coming out of the ground not going in it but <laughs> did you make that comparison i tried it didn't work crickets <laughs> About like yesterday. Well, uh, I, I tell you, uh, they're pro I guess they're engineers. Then is it what they, is what they are? Well, I think it was all the way down. You had the people who are actually saying, "Let's dig here," and then you had the people who are actually digging the hole yeah. all the way down to the guys who. Because I met them all, kind of in the meeting. Is this for road traffic, rail traffic. They just dig big holes, tunnels. <laughs> yeah, I think well, all of what's the going above. through the tunnels when they get it dug. Trains, planes, and automobiles. I guess. <laughs> I, I, well, I've done a I've done an engineer thing one time, and I also did an accountant one. And he's like Rodney Dangerfield, you know, tough crowd. <laughs> you know, they I mean, just this, think a little bit differently. This than crowd. I, I no knock on accountants out there and engineers. I'm just well, saying, you get a group together. It's not exactly we're you know. Well, it, I it, I commend this guy for because he's a believer, and and it was a volunteer thing for them to come I, you know they, they were having a like a weekend together yeah because these from what i understand these people are on the road a lot and they kind of have a little celebratory time with their family and wife and or vice versa husband whoever's an employee there and they did a little have a little swanky deal and i was i was like the entertainment yeah. but he's a believer so he knew what i was gonna get into yeah yep. But I just thought, what a contrast. I have two totally different audiences in a 24-hour period, but it's the same message. Yeah. And they were listening. Of course, then it's like you're always assuming people are lost, so I introduced Jesus around the, you know, the duck call. Right. Kind of what I did, too. Yeah, and, but, you know. Because it really covers a lot of 
territory because you got our business. You got a lot of different elements of our family, you know, and of course there's always the show, but there's a lot of different ways to talk about how God influenced us and how we, you know, followed him. So I think that's interesting. So I'm basically just trying to introduce Jesus to this pe- these people in a non-threatening, disarming way. Yeah, of like you go read the book of John and see what you think yeah, of Jesus. Yeah. What and and by the way, what's your plan B for forgiveness, meaning, purpose? And a way off the earth alive. And I, I usually just wait there. Crickets. <laughs> it's like there you have no plan. So at least consider that. I was a little more confronting. There the is second no day. plan to for those those things you mentioned to come forth. No. It it either is what it is and you get out of here or you don't. That's right. We're either all screwed or guess what? Good idea. <laughs> yeah. Team Jesus. <laughs> so I so I was in uh, Oklahoma City this weekend and Lisa and I did a it was a really neat it's a small uh, group of people, but it was a church plant and these this organization that plants these churches, they plant them near military bases. And the idea is, is it, it's aimed at uh, military, active military, retired military, and first responders. And so that's kind of, it was called the branches. And then when you walk in, this, you got a little, look, it was, <laughs> I told him when I got up, I said, you know, this is the first time I've ever spoken to a group of people. And I was in, I was in a strip mall in between a liquor store and a cannabis store <laughs> <laughs> on either end of this strip mall. I said, you know what Jesus would call this property? Prime real estate, because yeah. I said, you know, everybody. Oh, no, that's funny. Yeah, that's, and that's they a, laughed. I said, everybody that's coming here to this strip mall, that there, it's an opportunity to share Jesus. <laughs> well, but so it was really funny. But they, uh, it was really neat. I mean, because you know, military and first responders, like any group of people, sort of have a unique set of things they deal with. They're deployed, they're away all the time, so it's really hard on family. So they wanted Lisa and I to do like some family stuff and, and marriage stuff, which we did that night. But Jace, I met this one couple. There were several people that came, their list, listeners to the podcast that weren't a part of that church. But because I mentioned it last week on the podcast, they came, they searched it out and found it. And uh, one of them was a young couple that was there yesterday when I preached and uh, their little boy was named Jace. Now they never said whether they named him after you or not, but they were mm-hmm. fans of the show. So I assume maybe, <laughs> but I said, well, tell me about, he's about three. He's running around. I said, well, tell me about his personality. They said, well, he'll argue with a signpost. He's, you know, he's been arguing with his mom since he could first talk. I was like, you've, you've now, he is going to be Jace. You realize that it was what like you, the what Bible. Are you, what are you trying to say here? Well, what, 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 my what? mom said, you started arguing with her when you were two. The minute you could talk and you haven't stopped since. Is That's this, what, was this, I well, thought you all are doing all these events. <laughs> so, to, you know, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but uh, y'all been doing all these events. I'm happy for you. The only thing that's happened since I saw you two last <laughs> is I've killed two coons. I caught them in killer traps, one cottonmouth, two coons and a cottonmouth. This sounds like a title of a book. Over the week, yeah. Over <laughs> two, the weekend. Two coons and a cottonmouth. <laughs> but but uh, uh, alluding to the Apostle Paul, in our hearts, as he was doing what he was doing, we felt the sentence of death. So as... Yeah, you both y'all travel, and I do too from time to time. When you feel the sentence of death, but this happened; these things happened to him. He said that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Hmm. He's delivered us from such a deadly peril. Evidently, the Roman Empire—they they were skating on thin ice, and He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope. That we will continue to, he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. He's talking to the Corinthians here. That's Second Corinthians 1. Is that what you preached on yesterday? That's what I preached on yesterday. And y'all that, talked that, about this on the podcast. Because when bad yes. things happen to people, they get to looking around, and the first thing they want to do is blame somebody, right. and a lot of times blame God. Why would he do this? The Apostle Paul said, You'll learn that when troubles come your way, and they'll come your way, and in his case, I mean, it was life and death. He just barely hanging in there because they're out to kill him. 
which they eventually did anyway, but then he got immortality. But this reliance on God in the in the time of troubles is a uh, is a uh, situation that's worth pursuing. Just you know think, what, just think about it. You know what's cra- yeah. you know what's crazy is I had no idea what you preached on. We've had no discussion up to this point, and I taught because I while you were in between the liquor store and the and the <laughs> cannabis we, and the weeds, mm-hmm. I uh, was doing your pro bono job right. at our home church doing some free preaching and uh my number one thing that i walked away with there was al man that's a tough game <laughs> the crowd the because crowd. W- w- other people I love in, it when people appreciate you know that it's not easy whatever you're doing i think Zach did the same thing he got on the podcast i was the podcast he said man al this was a lot harder than I thought. I've yeah. already told our brothers over and over and over and over. I say, listen, some of you are saying, but we already know what you're talking about. We already know that. That's the ones that have been there. They're in the faith, and they've been there for a few years. Right. I'm saying, you're, I always tell them, you're missing the point. Yeah. The one yeah. that that man sitting on, sitting on seating on your on your right, yeah. and the woman right behind you. They've never heard this. Right. They're visiting. Yeah, you already know it. Great. They don't. So join me in helping them. Phil, have you so, ever so, heard heard a detailed sermon about Jesus and the good news that entails? And thought, boy, I tell you, I, I, I have not. I have never. Now, if you get off of that, <laughs> I, I I have in moments of weakness said eh, it was okay, but never have I heard a description of who. God is through Jesus and the good news that he brought. I, I've just never thought, I've never well, wit- he needs to get off this. We already know this. <laughs> yeah. I've never witnessed a baptism and thought, meh. Never. I mean, I, I never. get excited every time I see it. I mean, good a person point. has made it, made it a public you know, statement that I'm all in for Christ, and I'm just like, who cannot? I mean, that makes me excited every time I've ever seen it, whether I'm doing it, it or someone it, else is doing it. It comes down to your purpose. But what I did... Before this intervention about me arguing, I guess, uh, broke out. <laughs> he was talking I, about an obstinate little boy named Jay's, and I thought, yeah, that's that sounds like the one I knew watched growing up. I'm just, you know, for no, the audience. You're, you're not arguing if you're right most of the time. <laughs> I'm not saying all the time. So so I did my I did my lab thing I do, you know, I have like a, a show Labrador Retrievers and talk about our personalities. And so when I, when I, you two are both a black lab because you hunt so much and you love it. I said, Jay's, and I'm talking about dad being a black lab. And I said, Jay's a black lab because he's got the same skill set as dad. He's got the same passion and want to go do it. I said, he's just a grumpier, less optimistic black lab is the way I described you, Jay's. I disagree I, with that assessment. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want you to know that I do throw you under the bus uh, from time to time when I'm out on the road. Well, good. Because uh, it's not, I think I'm last time I checked, yeah, I'm unoffendable. So, look, before you get started, I want to mention two things. One is this weekend, um, Lisa and I are going to be at the Lion Airy Church of Christ in Crossville, Tennessee. Saturday morning, 9 to 12, we're doing a marriage uh, deal, and then I'm preaching the next day. So, if you're in the Crossville area, because I know a lot of you came to Oklahoma. Second thing is, I want to say congrats to our Facebook uh, Unashamed group that Steve has put together. And thanks, Steve, for doing that. They have their one-year anniversary on the 17th. There's thousands of them that all chat together. I get a lot of intel from you guys, so I appreciate you guys. And We're going to sign something, and, and then Steve's going to do a giveaway, so so look for that and look for him. I had all to right. look up your shirt before I get into what I went through, which was, Phil, we, we had the same subject yesterday from two different chapters. Hang on. For oh, you. was that right? Before you do that, let's, uh, let's take a break. We didn't know we were doing yeah, that. People right. listening say, oh, yeah, come on. No, seriously, we did. But I had to look up that shirt because you said I said that, and I was like, I don't remember saying that. But now I remember saying that because that's you don't want to be a dead guard. Because I said that last night to a guy. That's uh, a T-shirt now? Well, they made it one because I said the you don't. The guy's at 316 They got it from, or I said it, I guess, on a podcast that I have no memory of <laughs> that – you know, in, in Matthew 13, 47 through 50, where he said the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down, which this is more meaningful to me and you because we ran nets for years. Tell me about it. And there's always, unfortunately, some fish that die in the net. So when you pick it up, 
And they don't just die. They begin to rot. That is it. And the and gars it, die the quickest. If you come within four inches of that, you will smell like that for at least 24 hours. <laughs> right. I mean, it is like the worst possible smell that you can imagine That's times one. 10. That's one. Two is the fish you're dealing with, even the scales on the fish. You have to remember some of these gar get up to 100 pounds a piece. They have a head this wide. Yeah. And look. And their their bill is like this long, and I mean, when I say line with razor sharp teeth, if you bump those teeth, you are bleeding. That's right, exactly. I mean, and I mean, then I mean, it, it, then it's going to get infected because the rancid material <laughs> around the teeth <laughs> would give penicillin quite the challenge. Therefore, I mean, when you see a redneck and who's when he you look at his hands, <laughs> at one time you could look at my hands and Jason's both being fishermen, and your hands begin to look like claws. <laughs> well, if you added I mean, up the time in my life. I look that, back at that, Jace. I can't believe I did that for 10 or 12 years. Well, if you, 10 or 12. Oh, well, a little longer than that. I've been longer than that. 20. The older you get, history's all you, <laughs> hey. all you got left. <laughs> I told that to my buddy the other day. He, was, he called me because he's like, boy, that sermon, you really, you know. He was he was bragging on it, yeah. and uh, the guy go metal detecting with. I was like, "Well, you could have fooled me." By the- <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Oh, you gotta you gotta give us old timers a little, you know, slack." Well, someone he, forwarded you know, a message to the church yesterday and said, "I know Jace is. I, I sent it to you." It said, uh, "I know Jace is afraid of public speaking, but man, he did—he knocked well, it out of the park." Well, I use that as, as an example. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, and I just have an idea on the spot here because I was talking to uh, my buddy Chad Johnson. And we are, we need to get him on the podcast. He really does. He, he does this. I brought him up before. He does this fishers of men and women and women and and I mean this guy's out there on the front lines of bringing people to Jesus. And he sent us a picture, by the way, of this group of women from one of the houses. I know they listen to the podcast and they were listening. They all had their phones. They were listening to our podcast on their way to go run nets. It was really a great picture. So I just want to shout out to you guys. I know y'all listen. Let's have him on the podcast. Let's make that happen there. But he's so when I got back from Indiana, it's like midnight. And he sends me, he takes videos of him and the young disciples that are coming to the Lord. They, they run the nets, of course, tear them up. He has to fix them all the time. But these people, you know, when you think about it, you come to Jesus, and especially when you've just been kind of in the drug world and the party world and the gangster world, you have all this time now that you need to put something else in. I mean, God can change you. We, we realize that. And they have a lot of discipleship opportunities. That's why I think we need to have them on. But one of the things he does is almost every night they're out there frog hunting or fishing and he's, you're in the creation, which is why they're so appealing to me. Cause that's where I first discovered God, but he's constantly sending me videos. It's so funny. Cause these people who have never run nets or their, their reaction. And, and then he's reading them parables like this, right. which is where that statement came from. You don't, cause everybody's familiar that are doing this, but it's so exciting for him. Well, he's been catching these ops cause ops run in April, and May, right. but now it's June. And so the first couple of times in the early part of June, he's like, he'd send me the video and he's like, Hey, I'm still doing it. So he sent me, uh, the night I got back was just, I don't know. Was that two nights ago? He's like, we had a new, we got a new lady from Alaska, uh, Ian. I don't know, you know what she's doing here or whatever. But she she was, came. She to, was running the. She net. came to be in the house. They come in from all uh, over okay. the yeah. country. To, They're in yeah. rehab. He rehab. said five nets and all we got was two blues. <laughs> so he was singing he, the blues. He was, yeah, he was literally <laughs> singing the blues. Now he said that to me at midnight because he knows I'm the only person that's up that he knows. Right. Out, out, yeah. And so I said, because I was working on the lesson. Right. I started working on the lesson that I preached in your place yesterday at about 11 o'clock. <laughs> no I, prep till 11 o'clock on Saturday the night. The night before? Yeah. So the old term in preaching school, just the Saturday night special, that was a true blue Saturday night special. I, I, I live by it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I didn't go to your There's school. There's another teacher. Well, they admit school. They I said, live by the Saturday night special. never do that. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what do I need to speak on tomorrow? I ask myself. <laughs> and I say, oh, here's something. And I look down there, and I'm like, okay, yeah. And, so, so, and, I, and I might jot down the starting point. Well, like this, is, this one, Second Corinthians chapter one, verse. So, 10. Dad. So the old saying we got. So Jay's and I, we were in school. They told us that preaching was ninety nine percent perspiration and one percent inspiration. I disagreed I, I, with that. I, 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 I did too. I, I, I would say turn that around. <laughs> Mine is the, the ninety nine percent ninety percent inspiration. I said, yeah, that's a good. Well, thought. I will say that as we've all gotten older, it's a lot easier to not be like you were when you were younger and feel like you had to just, you're proving every point in your sermon. You're not trying to, we're not trying to do too much. We're like trying to give glory to That's God. That's one. And, and when y'all, we talk to the brothers here in the two churches that we're active in, I say two churches, it's one church. It's one church. That's right. It's one, but, but two, two one two church, groups. two locations. Yeah. Two locations. Well, there's one church anyway. Well, that's yeah. true. So we're in a couple of different locations. And, and when you look at it, you say, you know, uh, we're, we're doing a job. Unpaid, by the way, and so none of us are receiving. We don't even pass the plate. We don't even have a, <laughs> a basket you pass around and get money for the a people. box or well, something. It's nice most of it you pay the preacher, but in this case, in my case, y'all's too. We're just like, hey, look, yeah. you know, just keep it. And look, it, well, and at one time I was paid and appreciated all those years because it supported my family. But now we're in a position where I don't have to. So I want to read this text I sent him. Uh, you know, in the moment, because I realize he has these people, and they're like, well, what happened here? So, Because for two months, we've been just ripping them. Everybody's hollering. We're going to heaven. We're catching ops. I mean, everything's great. It's a new <laughs> life. So I put, because I was working on my lesson. The fish quit running. <laughs> the fish quit running. And I said, ops, meaning Opelousa's catfish, are like God's grace. You truly come to appreciate them when you're tired of the dead gar and dead turtles in your life <laughs> or something like that. It's a, it's a, it's a good point. It's a great point. So as I remembered when, when you're doing it for a living after the run, as they say, after the, the may run and the ops and all that, the river's still up and you're fishing around and you're beginning to get what we call the trash fish. That's yep. ones you can't sell. Can't make any money. No. So you, and we, it would be a stall. Well, then you begin to use different tactics, different types of nets. Instead of hook nets, you start leaning toward webbing, trammel. They call them trammel nets. See, I didn't realize that when we were growing up. So I've only looked back reflectively and realized the brilliance of how you had in your mind you knew that to make those transitions. That's right. Because when the current goes down, then you can't fish a hoop net. Cycles. That's They're right. not going to run anyway. It's all cycling. So that's then right. we would run them across the river. You know, then that's another kind of catch a different kind of fish. And, and the river you, stage itself, whether it's high, low, or in between, is critical. So exactly. To this day, I get a briefing every day before I start the day. I get a briefing. I'm not a computer man, but I have guys who are. Uh, Ninja Dan shows up, <laughs> and I'm like, Ninja, I said, uh, check out River Stage. He and he, he looks over. Does it actually said, make that sound? He said, 30.1 right now. He said, it'll be 30.3 by Thursday. It will stabilize by Thursday, according to the computer, and, and it'll begin a slow fall. I said, what is it 150 miles north of here? He said, <laughs> he looks down at it. He said, okay, up there. He said, whoa, we got trouble. I said, what's that? He said, it's supposed to rise uh-huh. on a fast rise. It must have got a lot more rain than we did. Uh, down a lot there. of rain up there. So, they're, so, so they go, they got up at Camden, Arkansas, North 35.4 by next fr- for this Friday, five days from now. So it's like a big plug of rainwater that rained on a basin. And it's coming this way. And it's coming this way. Well, that stabilizes where, where you, instead of you continue to fall, you'll, you'll come up with some. Yep. It's taking it up. And so you're basically just a waiting game, and everything depends on the stage of the river. What so I got, stage I is I got what? a question, but let's take a break. So, Dad, what's your favorite piece of furniture in your house? That old chair I sit in, a mm-hmm. chair. Some mm-hmm. guy from 
they saw on the episode of Duck Dynasty something they they removed the chair from the premises. Some so he sent you some one. Furniture people saw it. They drove it down there <laughs> in the back of their truck and unloaded it and moved it in there. That's I a, like it because it will hold me and the dogs. That's the difference in <laughs> 70 and 50. I'm going to have to go with the bed, but hey. I can sit there. Sneaky will be there if it thunders. Freaky. They only come on storms. And then Bobo was my protector looking out the window in the back. So it's a good, you've got a good advantage of getting your weapon. Nobody can sneak up on you. I what like are we doing? It. What here? about yours, Zach? What's your favorite piece of furniture? Oh, mine's, mine's the, bed. the bed. Yeah. So mine is the couch. And the reason I love this couch so much is because it came from a company called Allform, uh, which Helix mattresses, which, you know, that's the mattresses on our beds. They made a couch. It's called Allform. I've got it. I love it. I, I lay, you can lay down on it or you can yeah. sit up, you know, nicely on it. It has what Jace loves is a forever warranty, literally forever. Mm. So the warranty never runs out. You can also get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. They'll pick it up for a full refund. If you don't like it, you will like it. I can almost guarantee you that because it has a forever warranty. So to look for your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash unashamed. That's A-L-L-F-O-R-M.com slash unashamed. You get 20% off all orders for our unashamed listeners. Allform.com slash unashamed. So, daily daily thing. So what did you do? Because they didn't always have Ninja Dan and the and the boop, 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 boop. So what now, did you do 25 years Al? ago? Can I interrupt? He's giving, in the 70s and the 80s, <laughs> when the James Bond movies came out, all computers and technology <laughs> made sound. Right. Well, Phil, that's the last time he's <laughs> watched right. those types of shows. That's like now <laughs> he's given the sound effects from the 80s <laughs> to now what's solid, which makes it. Really good. It makes Phil. it funny. Yeah. The computer world, <laughs> as it turned out, has passed me by. It just it just passed by and somebody said, You in or out? I said, I'm out. Phil, the too only much trouble. The too only trouble. Line it was like they, a locomotive that there's too much friction and too much trouble and too many people saying too many lies. I don't want to Phil, the only it. joke that landed yesterday when I spoke is I said, because they told me, they said, No, when you get up there. Be sure and welcome the people online. And so, you know, I'm looking because what the, uh, the church does is kind of complex. They have a simultaneous service going on. There's a lot worship. going on when you're up so there. So they're like, okay, when I got up there, I was like, what, what are you? They're like, look in this screen. And these people, the people who who are excited and they have, you know, <laughs> contemporary worship group. I was like, well, can I go there just to get a little excited? I'm working on us being able to do promotion. And they that. said, no, no, no. But you'll have to check with them. Then you welcome the people online. So I'm like, look, it's hard enough for me to speak already. Now I got to get up here. And they're like, and you're going to have a scripture reader who's a girl in the second grade. Ooh. So don't screw that up. <laughs> So I thought, man, y'all got all this stuff I have to do. So when I got to the online people, I used you, Phil. I said, you know, my dad, when when he hears the term online, that means you have a fish <laughs> on your line. And look, they actually laughed. You got a good laugh. Yeah. Well, that was fun. So uh so 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 tell me tell me what you used to do to get the river stages before you had somebody that could check them for because you still had to know them back in the day. What'd you do? I would call a select few individuals that I had hunted with or whatever. Uh, and I said, what's the river doing? Eyewitnesses. What's the river doing up there? Where, what's the state? I knew you had to have a plan. Well, they got used to me calling and saying, what's, what's the river doing yeah. up there? You know, what, what's the White River doing? What's the Cash River doing? What's what's these rivers doing? What's right. the Washington? Which that means- and I'd get a little update and they'd say, well, let me see right here. He said, up here right now, he said, uh, he said, I met old Larry when I know yesterday. He was up there, but I said, Watch it closer where you can keep me abreast of the because sometimes they'd say, Oh, you got a big water coming. I also remember it rained nine inches up here, and I'm like, Ah, that's what I thought. Back when you had to rely on a newspaper to get your news, that they printed it in the newspaper, at least the one in Monroe. They and still Canada. do. Yeah. And I but now nobody that. has a newspaper. So. Yeah. So the only thing that I, the paper part I read. It's what you just said, right. River Stage. Right. I look at it. So me and Jace, Jace, you remember you and I and later Willie would 
that's how we kept track of the Dodgers. We would, but they were always a day late because it was a late night game. So we would check box scores for Dodger games like a day behind. That's how we knew how they were doing. Do you remember those? Yeah, days? I actually used to read the paper. Yeah, I know, Me and too. it was I valued it. Like this is the only information. <laughs> Because you, you have three channels and the newspaper. Yeah. That's what well, I didn't watch TV like y'all did. I just, because of my. But you got to remember, Al, when someone gives me the river stage from up above us and it's coming toward us, the rain, based on the rainfall and whatever, when these people do it, there's professionals who do it, geological, whatever. Uh, so when, when they start giving me information, it's critical information to me because at one point, I've got to start moving equipment from the low ground to the high ground. Yep. Which right. includes tractors, bulldozers, and I don't know what all. I've got I fuel tanks, pets, drags, people. discs, yeah, people, people, <laughs> people, and I'm trying to well, move to higher ground because uh, oh. most people, when it comes to being inundated with water, they're just not. They don't follow it carefully enough to know when to run. Yeah, and when not to. Right, you see what uh, I'm saying? I understand. So Critic- now with the so computerized cool. world, I, I'll give it credit. I mean, it helps the computerized world. Yeah, but not a- enough for me to be sitting there every day with a black box in my lap. <laughs> no. Well, let me get to my lesson. Uh, so what I did was I, I introduced the scripture reader in my scripture because I, I I had forgot I had agreed to speak. And so when they called me a couple of days before and said, in fact, uh, your, your first line to me when I remind you was, why did I do that? I was like, I well, don't, I don't know, but your own. I, yeah. <laughs> but well, the secretary called and said, what, what's your title for your sermon? And I said, do what now? <laughs> She's like, well, you're speaking, Sonny. And I, I, I had forgotten about it. And so I thought, cause she said, we have to get this out. So I said, good news. She went, Oh, great. Because I thought, whatever it is, will be good news. <laughs> and good. she said, uh, and what verse do you want the scripture reader to read? And I thought, oh. Uh, and they said, because you have Romans 5. I said, I've been assigned a section? Because <laughs> so, I thought, no wing in this. I'm going to have to get in there. But it was Romans 5, which we had talked about. So I thought, Romans 5, 8, while we were sinners, yep. Christ died for us. She's like. Oh, I said, see what I did there? That's good news. <laughs> so I thought, well, there's the sermon. You're I'm already, locked in. You're already wowing them, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the scripture read it, read the scripture. But this girl is the cutest girl in the world, and she had just won, or I guess won, been awarded at her school the most Christ-like award. So they did give you the intel because I get yeah. intel on the kids. Well, that get, way I can interact with. Oh them. wow, they yeah. were up there like people with earphones on, saying, "Look at this mother. Oh, it's here's a full your, production. Here's your kid, this is her introduction. Who she is? She's in the second grade. Let me repeat: Do not screw this up. Because <laughs> I was thinking, I'll scar this kid for life if I embarrass her. I was like, I will make her a star. But she got most Christ-like, and I made a joke about. I wonder why they don't give most Christ-like awards to adults? Crickets. <laughs> Which it wasn't really a joke. I just thought it would you be chuckling. It was amusing. Yeah, I wanted them to think about that. It would be a reward and, worth pursuing. Exactly. And uh, But no, I was kind of planting the seed. So I read a, a couple verses because I wanted to give her a verse. She gave us a verse. And in my study, in my three-hour prep time, I ran across with something we'll get to, Romans 16 and verse. This is a good bumper sticker verse that I'd never noticed before. The, I, I found it because of the reference in Romans 5 where it says we were God's enemies. And I went through that later in my lesson because I cross-referenced that with Philippians 3.18, he kind of defines what an enemy of the cross is, but it's not what you think. Most of the time when we think an enemy of the cross, we're thinking somebody that just like, I hate Jesus. I Well, he lists four things in Philippians 3.18, and I went through those. Well, one of them was, he says, is your their God is their stomach, which is an interesting verse, one I've never really considered. So I started looking at all the verses that said that. Hang on, Jace, let's take a break. And in Romans 16 and verse 19 uh, or 18 is, is where it says, for such people, talking about 
those who oppose people who are living for Jesus in 18, it says for such people are not serving our Lord Jesus, but their own appetites. That's what drew me here. But as I kept reading, I came across this verse that I read to the second grader, which is in verse 19. Everyone has heard about your obedience. So I'm full of joy over you, but I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. That's good. And I said, that that's a good tight package phrase, Holy Spirit led bumper sticker for especially young people. You need to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. So I started there and then somewhere I ran across an article because what I did is I basically went from Romans one all the way to Romans five and just gave an overview of where of where we are here. And I ran across this article that the New York Times had come out with four or five years ago, but this was a Christian article about the article. So take it for what it's worth. But the New York Times article was titled Googling God, and they came up with four or five years ago the top three Google, which I have to explain this to you, Phil, when you search something, any subject, you can type in the computer and it tells you what the top Google searches are from humanity. While you're there, the only thing I Google is is encyclopedias and -hmm. dictionaries. I Google both of those because... Why not? Go, why not go to the source? Because all they did was put those two on the. Because while just, you're turning the pages, I've already got the answer. Yeah, I'm like not, when you're I'm in, not the, in a hurry. Well, <laughs> I know that's that's a good thing. Trust me, I'm gonna win. But you know, it's interesting, Dad. So our Bible that you and I did, the the Faith and Family Bible, was I just thought about this when Jay said that was based on. There's a website called Bible Gateway. I use it a lot to get scripture from. It's just the Bible on, online. And they have search engine on that website. And our Bible that we did commentary for, the top 125 searches on Bible Gateway, the word, is what we based our commentary. Because our thought was, what are people, when they go to Bible Gateway, which is the Bible online, what are they asking questions about? So we took those top 125 words, and we did commentary on it for our Bible. So I yeah. just thought about that. It was really, So you have done way, it. You by know, the way, you, just you didn't recommended it. it. I saw the the DVD there on the Apostle Paul, Yeah, and it was really good. Good. I'm glad you finally watched right, it. Really let me get you got to watch that. Let too. me get these three things. So th- this was surprising I like to me. that Jace is playing the role of dad today. Let's get uh, back to it. Well, no, I'll, no, I like it. Look, I, I the, like the it. Three we're switching things, out on it. The three things were incredible on what – now you got to – I'm trying to explain this to Phil because he's like the, the Google. <laughs> so of all Googling God. of all the things typed, this was four or five years ago, but from all the things typed in about God, these were the top three questions about God from humanity. So so it's not right or wrong. It's not. It just this is what th- they're. This asking. is just what they were looking for. So and the whole planet, by the way, Google's. So right. It's not just the U.S. So the number one, I'm not going to do a lead up because these are all depressing. The number <laughs> one Google search four or five years ago when they they did this study was who created God. So the number one search about God question in the form of a question was who created God, hmm. which all I said was obviously you have people looking for answers or excuses to the meaning of life here. If, right. if that, cause you're like, well, who created this God? I mean, did humans come up with this? Where, where is the, even the idea? That was the number one Google search. That surprises me. Well, but. it did me too. That's why I'm giving you this number two, which is what I thought would be number one. If there's a God, why is there so much suffering? Yep. So, which was my lesson yesterday. This is why I did this. Number three, why does God hate me? Those were the top three questions 
that humanity asks, which that's a reflection of obviously people born with physical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, people think they're ugly. Actually, two and three are actually kind of the same question. Well, right. But I think it's more. Yeah, I mean, maybe so. But I, I, I mean, the they're third saying one... that based on because they're going through something difficult or whatever, or, or maybe their lifestyle doesn't. I thought the third one more was, though, about your self-image. I mean, because now I think that rivals the, with the now everybody puts their best face and reputation and image forward through social media and. So if you ever think that you're not measuring up, well, you're you just feel like, well, God hates me. Yeah. I mean, I I I was viewing it more like that, but maybe you're right. I mean, also with people born with with yeah. difficulties or bad things are happening to me is what I thought of. But yeah, you're, you're but right. I mean, number two, I feel like it's just like, why is God not doing anything right about the so which uh, a lot of times people have used that as well there can't be a god because you wouldn't have this yeah and so I could, let's take our last break so what i did was is i kind of had a good the bad and the angry you know the good there is a god well, that should have been the name of your sermon well it kinda, that's much catchier it kinda, kinda well, you was. said good news because that was just rolling well out. ow she caught i had no idea what i was going to talk about <laughs> I mean, come on, Jay, it's getting catchy. <laughs> well, the good, the, good, bad, the bad, and the angry is... Yeah, the I, good is, is there. there is a God. Yeah. There's The bad is people yeah, that, that loves us and that basically a reflection of, of Romans 5, 8. The bad is there's just people who don't believe that. Right. And the angry are those who are doing these Google searches, which, in t- which made me realize we got work to do. Yeah. And so I went through Romans 1 since he started off the first 18 verses saying, I have good news. He mentions the gospel, to your point, Phil, over and over six times, and he talks about grace multiple times, which is his, I mean, riches at his expense. And I talked about his faithfulness, uh, Romans 3, 4, where it says, does your faithlessness nullify his faithfulness? fullness i mean the bottom line is if you just do a quick glance about god and you throw in sodom and gomorrah and the flood and even in chapter 1 18 through 320 you get the impression and i picked out those three references in 118 124 and 126 i think where it says God's wrath is being poured out, and because of this, God gave them over, and because of that, he gave them over to do what is even shameful. And so you're getting the impression that God, if a quick glance at it, that he's not for us. And I think that's why you have these Google searches. However, the fact is we're here today. He didn't annihilate us. We're still here. He provided and and not only provided but was faithful to making this plan of Jesus happen. I mean, you just think about it. He he never got off the plan. Despite all of life's misery and rebellion, right. even down to we're down to a family with Noah and the ark. I mean, we, we literally got down almost to extinction. That's right. But God was faithful throughout the whole process. So you say, well, yeah, at a quick glance, why is that not true? Well, then I went to Luke 15. Like, because I had determined that mm-hmm. on the podcast, so we talked about. where the two sons, the one says, oh, pff, give me my stuff. He goes out, lives like an idiot. But the father let him go. And so my whole point was through going through one through five, and obviously I'm just giving you an overview. You have to realize what, what comes out in, in Romans five. There's four things that have to come out in your life that to me coincide with the the brother of the son being in the pig pen there's a phrase that says because all he ever did on the road to recovery there's a phrase that says when he came to his senses mm-hmm. and part of the uh attitudes in romans one that phil always reads is that they're heartless they're faithless they're senseless and so there's four things in Romans 5 that I brought up that what that means. You realize that Christ died for us when we were powerless, when we were ungodly, when we were sinners, and when we were enemies. He says those four things in 
the first eight verses of chapter 5. Which kind of adds a little credence to the Apostle Paul explaining how the world works. What a wretched man I am. Yeah. That's what that's the fuel behind those questions you gave. Yeah. On there saying, you know, uh, who created God? Uh, well, you know, well, why is he mad at me? Yeah. Because they look at themselves as wretched men with no hope because there is no Jesus there. Well, well and bad things do and, happen. And his own life proved it. He said, boy, yeah. you know, so, what, a, what a wretched man I was. I want to mention, too, that, Jace, because people are always looking for resources, uh, Kyle Adelman, who's from uh, Louisville, a great writer, uh, written some great books. He wrote a book called Aha, and it's on, it's based on Luke 15. And in that text, the aha stands for awareness. He came to his senses, humility. He decided, you know, it was time to do something about it. You had to hum- humble himself. And then the last one was action, which meant yeah. he got he got up and went. So that yeah. I, that's a great book if you're looking for it. Go ahead. Jay. So the point the point being is that once you realize the reason he allows us to go down this downward spiral from our sin and, and a lot of things happen as a result of somebody else's sin. And there is spiritual forces of evil out there. I mean, I brought up cause people want answers to why is this happening? Why, why is this happening? But when you say, well, why is God allowing this to happen? There has to be a humility, a brokenness, a realization that if we do it our way, we're, we're powerless to succeed in things that matter. Things that God accomplished through history, through his plan, through his grace, through his faithfulness in, in Jesus. And you realize you're a sinner. You realize you're ungodly and an enemy, which I referenced that Philippians 3.18, which basically says you wake up every morning, your biggest concerns are what are you going to eat, uh, doing things that are destructive, uh, what was the other things in 3.18? Oh, doing shameful things that you glory in yeah. and your mind being on earthly things. Well, that's not the what you think of as an enemy of the cross. But if, if you live your day-to-day like that, well, you're living as an enemy of the cross. Because that next verse says, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior there. Yeah. The Lord Jesus, who will transform this lowly earthly body into And I love the present tense nature of that. Our citizenship is in heaven. Exactly. I mean, that, that already that deposit that's been given us, Ephesians 1, of what is guaranteed to come. So that's how you can live your life unashamed is because you know you're already there. I mean, it's, you know. And, and actually come. live a life back on the comfort thing. But he's the God of compassion and comfort. Yeah. Well, most people don't think turning to God will bring them comfort, but that's exactly what happens. And, and that doesn't mean comfortable. That means well, right, peace. You know the peace. Well, I brought up my, that's uh, why you don't look at yourself as so you, you you understand. Okay, yeah, I was a wretched person until I turned to God, and this is a lot more comfort with Him than without Him. That's right. for sure. Well, I brought up Abraham when the drugs leave, the alcohol, and the immorality, and all of this stuff, and the fighting, and the bickering, and all the cursing and carrying on, and the rioting, looting, shooting. When all that leaves your life and you wake up in the morning, watch a good sunrise and walk down through the woods, you're like, that. that's just some guy lives out like we do. You say, whew, life is a lot better. <laughs> I tell right. well, you. I, I brought up uh, Abraham because Paul did in Romans 4. Because as I went from 1 to chapter 2, I got into where it doesn't matter when you were born as far as before the law, after the law, how many sins you've done, which ones you've done. Because in that chapter two and three, and we know, it says God doesn't show favoritism. At the end of two, it says he'll judge man's secrets. He, he He's not going to make a mistake. He knows your heart. It's not about that. And so it gets to three, and basically he's faithful despite our faithlessness and but the bottom line is we're all sinners. Makes that very clear. And then he gets to the but now, a righteousness from God is revealed that we know specifically comes in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But then he gets to Romans 4, <clears throat> and he brings up Abraham, <clears throat> which I think the reason he did that, based on looking at it from this view, is because you cannot be asked to do a greater injustice than to receive a promise from God that he carried out, you know, leave your past, 
go to a different country. All nations are going to be blessed by you. And then here comes the injustice. Now go sacrifice your son. Because a lot of people, they, they look at that, especially in the world, and they're like, come on, what in the world? But Abraham, instead of saying, well, this is the most, this is crazy. This is the biggest injustice in the world. But instead of doing that, he said, God must can raise the dead. Well, that's just, we take it for granted how hard a jump that was. I mentioned in my sermon yesterday, he, the Bible says he got up, saddled his donkey, and left. I thought, <laughs> now there, that's, you know, God calls you to do something. The best thing to do is get up, saddle your donkey, and leave. Yeah. So that's what he So did. I know we're almost out yeah, of time, but I, I want to read this. So I read the, the uh, Romans 4 16, because we missed this during the podcast, but he said, therefore, the promise through Abraham that comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all. And then I read the last verse of chapter four. Because that's what the death, burial, and resurrection, God's plan that he was faithful to through history and time did. It gave us grace, but it also gave us a guarantee. And Abraham picked up on that even before it happened. Yep. And so all, all that comes to chapter 5, and he says, so you know what you get? You get peace with God. We usually think, oh, that you can lay your head on a pillow and have peace, but it's bigger than that. He, he did this so that you could have peace with God. Well, if you have peace with the creator of the universe, the sustainer of all life, the one who can do the impossible, you have arrived. That, that's a peace that passes all understanding. Then it says you have access, and then we rejoice, even though, look, we're still going to have pain and we're still going to have suffering, but we have grace and we have a guarantee that carries us through. Perfect. I got a few things. We'll pick up on that next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.